Hello and welcome to How to Start Up, a podcast for anyone starting a company. This is a collection of conversations with people who have all successfully started, run and even sold their own companies, sharing not only professional but personal experiences on what we should be doing now, next or never. Hosted by me, Juliet Fallowfield, founder of PR consultancy for startups Fallowfield and Mason. Given many founders are experts in their own fields, but not when it comes to the more technical side of things, I wanted to create this mini-series that provides listeners with a practical checklist covering all sorts of things from accounting, legal, HR and recruitment, ethical and sustainable practices, investment, as well as public relations. This all falls under the I don't know what I don't know, given how many new areas you have to learn when starting a company. When a founder is starting a business, they know that at some point they're going to have to tell other people what they're doing and why in order to reach their prospective clients and customers. Word of mouth is key. However, to reach further afield, marketing and communications can help support the launch, build the brand and also with search engine optimization. As part of the marketing mix, I find that PR is often considered but kept at arm's length and rarely embraced to its full potential. Plus, it's often left to the very last minute when it's just too late to go out to press. I started Fallowfield and Mason in order to combat this fear that founders have around PR, to coach them how to own the function in-house for the long term, and to really understand what value it can bring back to their business. Anything from their search result rankings to that third-party integrity. As this mini-series is a more practical how-to, it felt like the right place to speak about my day job, so I invited a fellow PR professional to discuss the topic. In this episode, I chat with Katia Zemtoza, who runs her own marketing, media relations and project management company Elephant, who set up and developed businesses in Russia, the CIS and the UK. She shares insights on why storytelling is so important, how it can support SEO, as well as common mistakes and misunderstandings business owners have when it comes to PR. Hi, Katia. Thank you so much for your time today. It is great to have you on How to Start Up to talk all things PR and communications. To start with, it'd be wonderful if you could give a brief introduction as to who you are and a little bit about the company you started. Well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me. It's really exciting. So my um, agency, Elephant Production Management, operates from uh, offices in London and Moscow. My business partner and I set it up in 2009. We, in this mini-series, are sort of delving into some more detail about more of the hats that you have to wear when you start a company. So we've covered accounting and legalities, investment, ethical and sustainable practice. And something that obviously you and I, it's dear to our hearts, is PR and communications, that people start a company and they don't really know then how to get it out to the press. So I would love it if you could talk a little bit about what PR is, because it's often misunderstood. And I think it might be helpful to give an overview as to what it is and what it isn't, and maybe the difference between PR and advertising. Yes. Well, PR, public relations, it's basically the practice of increasing awareness around a company or a brand among the public. And nowadays, there are so many um, organic simple tools that are available without any additional investments that PR becomes just an everyday activity for business owners. And it can be done very organically and without any special training because everybody communicates now on messengers, on social media, 
via websites, and it all creates a public image. Whatever you do, whatever communication you send out is actually public relations. That's how I see it. Exactly. And I think PR ultimately, traditionally, would lead to editorial. And editorial is different from advertising, where a brand would pay for an ad and control the image and the environment. Editorial is earned media. So when we talk about the paid and the owned and the earned, your paid is advertising, your owned is your own platforms, and your earned is those third-party articles, whether it be in print or digital or through influencers as well. And I think PR is different to editorial. PR is, as you said, is that public view of your brand and editorial is a sort of subsect underneath that. PR leads to editorial, but there is a lot of work that needs to go into it first. Is there a guideline you could give founders as to what they should start to consider when they're starting the company and eventually want to get to PR? Well, funny enough, my first tip would be getting a copywriter or making sure you create high quality texts. This is so simple. And I see that it's being overlooked all the time because this is the initial unit of your communication, the text. And it it does include profile of the company, description of your products, Mm. biography of founders, as well as those news stories the media appreciates and looks for. And it's really important to get this first building block done, but also in a good quality. And it's definitely worth, if you can't do it yourself, if you don't have writer's skills, it's really worth hiring someone who will create good quality press releases. It's so true because your brand narrative is sort of is at the core of your brand. People talk about a brand book and they look at their logo and what Pantones they're going to use on their website and that image identity. But we know that words are hugely integral to that as well. Yeah, I know it's strange that people just somehow forget about it and they can have a fantastic photo shoot, for example, but the words are not there. They don't accompany those images. And ultimately, it's the words that feed SEO, not the images. Exactly. And given PR or public relations is so multifaceted, could you talk through sorts of the different things that it could cover? I mean, we've touched on print and digital and influencers, but it's so much more than that. Well, I think um, it's useful to mention that PR is everybody's job in the company and everybody can become a PR-driven asset. I remember once I was brainstorming with a good friend of mine who specializes in launches of restaurants. And she said to me that they train their waiters, if they want to, to use their social media as a PR tool. Some people are keen to do it because this is the very first circle of your internal audience that communicates with the external world. And when they open a restaurant, they recruit their own employees, first of all, as communicators. Yeah, such a good example, because word of mouth is so powerful. Um, When should a founder, when they're starting a company, start to consider PR as something they need to focus on? Well, again, I think, first of all, he should understand that he is in PR already, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and there is no escape (laughs) and he has to accept it. And it doesn't matter if he likes it or not. It's one of the 
cornerstones and it's it's like accounting i don't like accounting but (laughs) it's not about your personal taste or preference besides you know founders are usually the best storytellers and that's what media needs storytelling is so 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 important and those who are closest to the product are usually the best storytellers Yeah, they know it so, so well. And I think a lot of people that I've come across forget to tackle PR soon enough. And we know with the print lead times, magazine lead times, three months minimum, you need to start really pitching three months ahead to get into those print titles. But before that, you need to work out what you want to say, who you want to say it to, what audience segmentations you're going to go after. And I think, as you said, from day one, a founder is their own PR. But I think as long as at the beginning, they're consistently thinking about what they want to say, they're probably putting themselves on the front foot of that. Yes. You know, I also recommend hiring a specialist, even if you can't afford a full-time PR expert, for a day or two as an introduction, Mm. just to learn what's going on in your industry. I think it's it can also influence the way you build your business from the very beginning, give you some insights, because PR people are close to the year of consumers. Yeah, someone else said this, you shouldn't be too secretive about what you're doing in your startup, because you need to start sharing it. And the more you talk about it, the better you'll become about talking about it. And it's practicing your elevator pitch. Yes. And with the rise of digital media and the decrease of print, why do you think PR is even more important today? Well, we live in a huge ocean of information and it's so easy to get lost. And PR, I think, helps to make yourself visible and heard. And digital media is where it's very easy to put that image with a great story, with a great narrative. And the great thing about digital, it isn't tomorrow's chip paper and it lives there forever. And worst, worst case, if a journalist makes a typo, you can ask them to change it. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is where the danger is. You have, you have to watch out. The joy also about digital media is you can track the effectiveness far more closely than print. And with the backlinks, they will live forever and they'll feed your SEO for your brand's discovery as well. So I think that's super exciting to see all these amazing new editorial platforms popping up. Yes. Digital media is great for stories. Stories, they have kind of cascading effect and they drive reader engagement on a regular basis. You create that brand awareness and digital media is perfect for it. What I love seeing now is that brands are investing far more in their digital assets. So video content with subtitles, for example, it's a much more engaging piece of content. So I think it's it's interesting playing back to that brand book where people are working so hard on their visual identity, having that dovetail with the messaging within video content and being able to hear the audio around it as well is fantastic. One of the biggest banes of my entire career is how to put a value on editorial. But when you deliver the front page of Vogue or the covers, the stories and the eight page shoots and you've got your brand in there and it's hugely joyous to you and you see the coverage, how would you explain that value to somebody else? Well, there is a very clear parameter, advertising value. Well, that's how we calculate in our reports. Mm -hmm. But I think it's quite subjective still. For me, it's the greatest mystery of all. PR value. (laughs) And sometimes clients who think they know it all 
would request a certain clause in the contract with confirmed figures. And it's impossible. We can't say minimum or maximum or average. It's, it's a process as well. And it's the brand integrity. It's, it's not just getting that feature in vogue. It's that third-party endorsement to your brand that will live forever. Yeah, it's also the introduction of the brand to the team mm, of Vogue. Yeah. It's the visibility among other journalists and who knows how it will influence the interest of other media. So adv- yes, advertising value is the only solid base. Yeah, the tangible number you can put against it. And then is there anything that founders forget to consider when they're starting to think about going into PR? I think they sometimes forget the resources that they already have because PR is still about personal connections and personal introduction or reference means a lot. And if they concentrate on this particular task, they can dig out useful connections and people and start from there. And along the lines of now, next and never, Are there any mistakes that founders do that you'd advise them not to? You know, sometimes it's better not to show up on a low quality media resource. Mm. I mean, they say that any PR is good. And I think that sometimes you have to say no to a PR opportunity because it will not contribute to your brand positioning make a considered decision and you don't need to say yes to everything. Exactly. Noise is good, but it has to be balanced. I think that's where I found it really rewarding to do that work right at the beginning of who are your audience and what are you trying to say to them? And then working backwards, like, well, where does that audience consume news and media? And then you can work out, is that opportunity a waste of our time or is it the wrong environment? And when someone is looking for that external support, what do you recommend they do to find it? First of all, I would just ask people around and seek personal introductions. And PR industry has segmented enormously. So you can find a PR specialist in almost any sphere, jewellery, printing, publishing, travel. And I think it's really important to speak with, with an expert And just going to the fact that you founded your own company and this podcast has typically been talking to founders of businesses, how have you found doing your own publicity? Because it's something that I caught myself out on. Someone said, well, you do know you need to do your own PR as well. And I really had another level of comprehension of why founders don't like doing it because you don't want to put your face front and center on things. So how have you tackled that for yourself? Yeah. You know, we have a saying, a shoemaker without shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that. Well said, Juliet. You feel lazy about it and you kind of, because it's the essence of your business as well. You know how it works. You know that you need to invest time, efforts and focus. Well, for us, for me and for my business partner, it's about personal branding. It's about being present in the professional community of producers and PR experts. It's about being authors, like I write myself. 
it's carving out time to prioritize it. And I, a client called me out and it said, well, you're telling me to spend four hours a week on this and why aren't you doing it for yourself as well? It's one of these things because it is entirely proactive. You want to tackle it and you want to find time to do it well, but it tends to fall to the bottom of the priority list if you've got an immediate counting problem or your IT system has just failed or something else will always come above it. But I think my advice to anybody starting out with communications is if you can keep it present and keep thinking about it every day, it becomes a really good habit that you then will just be doing automatically. So when you're reading the press, you're pulling out articles that you want to go after next time and you're looking at who wrote that article and you're following them on Instagram. I mean, we do it more than we realise. I think it's something that the big chunk pitch work where you really proactively put yourself out there can definitely just fall to the bottom of the to-do list and therefore it doesn't happen and what you put in with PR you invariably get out so it's it's a lesson I've learned all over again myself with my own company. (laughs) No very true very true. Is there any last piece of advice that you'd like to offer a founder when starting their company? Well be patient and be consistent so you can't just throw out a beautiful story and disappear. You have to be present. You have to be there. And it's an ongoing process. And it takes time to build your brand awareness and to become successful in your communications. You're right. It just takes time to build those relationships. Thank you, Katya. It's been great to chat to you and best of luck with everything between London and Russia. Thank you. Thank you, Juliet. I so enjoyed speaking to Katia about all things PR and communications. If you'd like to contact her, you'll find all of her details in the show notes, along with a recap of the advice she has so kindly shared. Thank you for listening to How to Start Up. I hope these conversations offer you some confidence, encouragement and reassurance that you're on the right track. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd be so appreciative if you were to rate, review and subscribe as it will really help other people starting a company discover it.